You're listening to a Toronto Centre podcast. Welcome. The goal of TC Podcasts is to spread the knowledge and accumulated experience of global leaders, experts, and world-renowned specialists in financial supervision and regulation. In each episode, we'll delve into some of today's most pressing issues as it relates to financial supervision and regulation. The financial crisis, climate change, financial inclusion, fintech, and much more. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Demet Çanakçı, Program Director at Toronto Centre. This podcast is based on a recent Toronto Centre note. TC notes are meant to provide practical guidance to financial sector supervisors on key supervisory challenges. My guest today is Barry Johnston, the author of the TC note on Introduction for Supervisors to Scenarios and Stress Tests of Climate Change Risks, which is published this month. Barry is a former assistant director at the International Monetary Fund with more than 30 years' experience in assisting countries with financial sector policies, assessments, and analysis. Among his many responsibilities during his career, Barry was chief of the IMF division that developed the IMF's financial sector assessment program. Following the 2008 global financial crisis, he led the IMF BIS FSP team that developed the methodology to assess systemically important financial institutions. Since retiring from the IMF, Barry has consulted for Toronto Centre, the IMF, the World Bank, and national authorities on topics including macroprudential policy, financial sector surveillance and assessments, financial crisis preparedness and resolution, financial crisis simulations, international regulatory codes and standards and identification of systemically important financial institutions. Welcome, Barry. Thank you, Demet, for that kind introduction. It's a pleasure to join you today on this podcast to discuss the recently issued TC note. Barry, climate change is an important area for supervisors, and scenario and stress testing are one of the most challenging parts of the problem. So thank you for writing this supervisory guidance note. You have also been involved in many Toronto Centre climate risk programs. Thanks for your continued support to our work. Perhaps we can start off by briefly talking about financial risks posed by climate change. Well, as many of our listeners will be aware, um, climate change poses one of the most significant risks to humanity. Among the threats are those to weather patterns, sea level, food supply, and health. I would identify three types of financial risks posed by climate change. Um, The first type of financial risks are those associated with the physical impacts of climate change. For example, the increased frequency and and intensity of storms that result from climate change, that, that can increase property damage and result in increased losses to insurers and adversely affect the value of collateral secured against bank loans. These are known as the physical risks from climate change. A second type of financial risk associated with climate change is what is known as transition risk. As societies come to grips with their need to reduce greenhouse gas emissions that cause climate change, their economies and industries will need to adjust to lower carbon emissions. 
some high carbon emitting industries and technologies may cease to be viable. For example, the coal burning generation of electricity is being replaced with wind and solar power. The transition to a lower carbon emitting economy creates financial risks, though of course also financial opportunities. Climate change creates a third type of financial risk, and that is the risk to the financial system as a whole, or what is known as systemic risk. This is the risk associated with the feedback mechanisms between the financial system and the economy that amplify the climate risks. We discussed this risk in an earlier podcast and TC note on how to adapt macro-potential policies to climate risks. Thank you very much, Barry. Um, how helpful do you think scenario analysis are to supervisors in addressing those risks? Assessing the risks, the financial risks posed by climate change is challenging. First, because of climate change, the future will be different from the past. This means that many of our traditional financial risk assessment tools that rely on historical data will be less useful in identifying climate risks. For example, in evaluating potential loan losses, financial institutions typically rely on historical experience, such as statistical analysis to estimate the probability of default by their borrowers. However, if the past is not a reliable predictor of the future, then these traditional tools would provide a misleading indicator of financial risks. The second challenge is that the future path of climate change is subject to an unusual degree of uncertainty. It will depend, among other things, on the approaches by societies to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. The 2015 Paris Climate Accord outlined the goal of keeping the rise in global temperatures to below two degrees centigrade. However, the capacity to achieve the target and the way it is achieved is still highly uncertain. So the use of climate scenarios is a way of confronting these challenges. The climate scenarios explore different future paths for the evolution of the climate risks that represent different assumptions about how societies mitigate and adapt to climate change. For example, Will societies take aggressive action to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions, achieving the Paris climate goals? Or will they continue as business as usual, resulting in a much hotter world? So to answer your question, Demet, the use of climate scenarios is a critical tool to supervisors and financial institutions to assess climate risks. In fact, you might go so far as to say that it is the only game in town 
given the uncertainty associated with climate risks? Thank you for this detailed explanation, Barry. Um, how about stress testing? What are the specific issues related to climate risk stress testing? Well, supervisors are concerned with the exposures of individual financial institutions to climate risks. Climate scenarios are high-level exercises. They are not sufficiently granular to identify the risks on the individual balance sheets of financial institutions. So to identify the individual balance sheet exposures, the scenarios need to be mapped or translated to the asset and liability positions of the individual financial firms. And this is the role of the stress tests. So the scenarios provide the underlying projections, for example, of the impacts on GDP or crop yields or physical damage. The stress tests then explore how these would affect the viability and profitability of the financial institution's clients and hence the risks to the financial institutions. Now, that sounds straightforward in practice, but there are many challenges that we need to look to. For example, data on climate exposures of firms is still lacking in many instances, and different approaches may need to be taken to estimate those exposures. As the effects of climate change will appear will emerge over different time horizons, the response of firms and households to climate change, how they mitigate and adapt to climate change, will impact their exposures. Hence, the stress tests may need to take this into account in estimating the risks to financial institutions from climate change. Another challenge is that the way different financial institutions respond to climate change can impact the risks. For example, if because of increased climate risk, insurers withdraw their coverage or raise the premiums on property coverage, this may transfer the climate risks to the banks since their customers may be less able to pay. So these are some of the specific issues related to climate stress testing. They are discussed in more detail in the TC note. Yes, thank you, Barry. We don't. Uh, we want part, our participants to, uh, you know, uh, read the TC note. So the details are all in there. Um, just maybe a follow-up question uh, on that as a last question. Um, How might climate stress tests vary across jurisdictions? What climate scenarios should be used as the basis for designing stress tests? Well, the climate stress test should be designed to reflect the specific climate risks and financial structure in each jurisdiction. 
as well as the jurisdiction's objectives in conducting the stress test. Um, for example, in some jurisdictions, the major climate concerns may be related to the increased physical risks from climate change, and in others, it may be because of the transition risks. And this can be reflected in the choice of scenario when designing the stress test. So, so the, for example, the network on the greening of the financial system has developed six different climate scenarios. The scenario that results in the most severe physical risks from climate change is one that's based on current policies and results in the scenario called a hothouse world because temperatures rise by the largest amount in this scenario. Now, this scenario could provide a good basis for a stress test in jurisdictions where the primary threat from climate change is from physical risks. But in other jurisdictions where the greatest threat is from transition risk, a stress test could be based on a climate scenario that captures rapid and disorderly transitions to a lower carbon economy. So the choice of climate scenarios for conducting the stress tests can be tailored to reflect the jurisdiction's specific climate risks. Thank you very much, Barry. This, this has been a fascinating conversation. Many thanks again for your time. Much appreciated. I encourage participants to read the TC note, which can be found on our website. Uh, please feel free to send any questions or requests regarding TC notes to publications at torontocenter.org. I'm here today with Barry Johnston, and you have been listening to TC Notes podcast series. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for the next episodes.